You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric. What's going on? Berto here. And Berto, we're back with another episode and it sounds like you got a funny story for us to tell. Well, I mean, some people might laugh, some people might be mad. Basically... So I'll preface the story by saying this, man, right? You know, when I grew up, you know, during during my era and maybe still to this day, you know, I think it's important for people to understand this world that I lived in wasn't exclusive to men. And what I mean is that there were a lot of girls and a lot of women who were involved in the stuff that we were involved in as far as street stuff, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be selling drugs, gang activity, fighting shooting i mean women do that and i'll be honest with you some women are vicious you know what i mean so i say that to say that they also get mixed up with guys and girls fight guys and guys fight girls and so you know obviously when you're in the streets you're that young and you're living this fast lifestyle it's hard to stick to some type of morality i guess when it comes to never hitting a woman now, I will say, obviously, you know, I don't hit women, you know, I don't, I don't fight women. I'm a grown man. But when I was a kid, I did, you know, and I'll be honest, like, it wasn't always pretty, you know, um, it, you know, it, it happened. And it happened for a lot of us, you know, it wasn't something that was exclusive to me. And so no, I just think it's important to, to lay that out there, because it, it is a funny story, man. And, it, and it's got a lot of twists and turns. But it's just, I don't want people to be too sensitive, hypersensitive about the subject. And, you know, I just know how to, you know, how it can be perceived. But, you know, just just being honest, you know, this is, these kind of things are commonplace, man. Like, guys fight with girls and girls fight with guys in, 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 in the ghetto. And that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, younger, like, wild teenager type stuff. Not grown men and grown women. Like, obviously, that's crossing the line. You should never put your hands on a woman. So now that I got that out the way, this goes back a while, man. And it's a it's a funny story because it's similar in the sense that it lasted all night. The the party lasted all night. So Okay, um, good. So the fight didn't last all night. No, no, no. The the, the <laughs> fight was the fight was brief. The fight was brief, man. And you kinda spoiled my you kinda spoiled my uh <laughs> my 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 uh climax, but but it's gonna be funny anyway. So you know, around this time, man, we were hanging out at my house a lot. I lived on, I think I lived on like 9th and Montana, and we used to hang out in my basement, and all the brothers used to come over there, you know, like 19th Street, Sawyer's, I mean, some two threes came over there, Wild Walkers, like, we used to hang out at my house a lot, and we had the basement hooked up too, where we were always at, <clears throat> and, uh, but you know, like anything, I mean, the monotony of being in the same place over and over and over again, it gets old. So, you know, we were always looking for somewhere else to go and to hang out. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember this day, man, there was a lot of us there. Um, I think it was, uh, you know, I'm just going to name some guys off. There, there might have been more. Um, but I know it was me. You're going to get the usual suspects, right? You're going to get me, <laughs> Tim, Toot, uh, Snuff. And then Fro was there, uh, Payne was there, 
Payne, Payne and Weddle were actually brothers. Uh, Weddle was there. Um, and then, I, you know, I'm almost certain, like, I'm thinking Mondi had to be there because he was always, he was always around. And there might have been, like, a couple other stragglers. You know, mind you, this is a long time ago, and I was really drunk. So... <laughs> Some of the some of some of the details may be a little bit blurry, but I remember the gist of it. So, anyways, I me oh Chico was there. Okay, Chico was there because me Chico and Weddle ended up going to the gas station on Seventh and Oklahoma. Right, we lived we lived on Ninth in Montana, so it was right up the block. Right, we go to the gas station. We we're going to like get some some blunts and soda or whatever because we were going to start drinking. Obviously, we didn't want to drink in my house, but worst case scenario. We were gonna, t- you know, we were gonna take it on the chin and just go ahead and get drunk in the basement again, like any other night, right? So, we go to the we go to the gas station, and Weddle went in there, and while Weddle's in there, we see like a car full of like girls, you know, they're getting gas. So the first thing we do, you know, me and Chico were like, man, we should try to, you know, we should try to talk to him. Like we ain't got obviously we ain't got no girls coming over or nothing, like you know, so we can have a party party. So me and Chico, you know, we jump out, we start talking to him. Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? And, you know, they were receptive. They're like, oh, you know, we're just, we're going to go over here and drink. And, you know, my friend's house is right up the block. And they're like, damn, man. You know, so we're like, okay, well, you know, do you mind having some company? And they're like, no, you guys can come over. No problem. And I'm like, well, what about a a couple of my my friends? (laughs) Right? (laughs) What about a couple of my friends? And they're like, yeah, no problem. You know, we got friends at the house too. So we're like, all right, you know, cool. Right? So it works out, right? That's what we're thinking. It works out, right? Now, they didn't know we had like, you know, 10, 12 guys with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they, thought, they thought it was like, you know, just me and probably three other, but whatever. They, they didn't really care. So, you know, we end up going back and, and uh, we end up rounding up the guys. Everybody's all happy. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we got some place to go, you know, and it's, you know, some, some girls. So we're going to have fun, right? So, so we go. When we get there, like, you know, we pull up, we got like three cars full of people. <laughs> we didn't even have to drive for real because we were like right up the block. But um, so we end up going in and they're like, you know, they were they were cool. They were like, oh, come on. And we had our own alcohol. So that made it even better. You yeah. know, so uh, so we go in and, and the night kind of just takes off, you know, like, you know, people are people are drinking. There's music going. I remember they had like some rule where if you wanted to smoke, you had to go in a basement. And so, uh, you know, there were guys on like upstairs, downstairs, and and it was cool. Like, you know, we hadn't we hadn't been to like, you know, a decent sized party. I remember at that time in a while. The night was going normal. You know, it's funny. I think about it though, right? Like, uh, guys were really drunk though. Guys were really drunk. I mean, even like pain is like. Let me let me explain pain real quick, right? Like pain was like the most aside from being around like the the brothers and you know the kings he was like one of the most socially awkward guys like he was he was he was he was tall you know but he was kind of chunky you know he wasn't very good looking and he was just like socially awkward but he was so drunk he was like dancing with one of the girls and it was the funniest thing in the world man like just trying to see him move it was i mean it was like a i don't it was like a paperclip bending up and down bro it was it was so funny like watching him try to have rhythm but, but I remember it was like a, it was a, it was a fun vibe, you know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, and most of the, all the, mostly all the girls were cool, you know, like there was, there was, there wasn't really nobody there with an attitude or so I thought, right? So, so here's where it gets a little, it gets a little funny and, and, uh, and then, and then takes a turn, right? 
you know, I'll spare you the details. We all got drunk. You know, everybody's drinking, of course. That's why we're there. So at, at, at this point in the night, Snuff decides, you know, whatever he ate earlier didn't agree with his stomach, right? So so he goes into their bathroom to use it. And uh and he blows it up, man. Like he blew it up, right? He blew the bathroom up, right? And so he he sneaks out, right? Nobody sees him goes in, nobody sees him come out, right? So so uh <laughs> this this used to happen to us, right? Like we would be hanging out somewhere and and we would always naturally I don't know if it was like gang intuition or what, but we naturally like we would be in a place like a room and we would form a circle and we would just be standing in a circle like, you know, just hanging out, laughing, joking, you know, passing the bottle around because we didn't do mixed drinks. We didn't do we didn't do mixed drinks. We literally we popped a one point seven five liter of Corbell and a two liter of Coca-Cola and we took a shot, took a chaser and passed (laughs) it around. And that's how we drank. You know, that's how we drank. We did that forever, you know, and we never had cups. We never had, you know, I don't know. You know, it wasn't like we were buying beer. We'd buy alcohol, you know, because mm-hmm. there was more of us. So obviously it takes a lot, you know, it takes a lot to get a lot of guys drunk. So a liquor works faster. So that's how we drank, man. So we'd be in a circle. And so we're standing in a circle, you know, it's like me to snuff. I don't think, I don't think Tim was up there yet. I think Tim was in the basement. But there was a nice circle of us, right? And uh, Snuff falls in line. You know, he gets it. He gets. He, he finds his place in the circle, and we're like laughing and joking. And and now one of the girls walks by the bathroom, right? And uh, oh god! So so the girl walks by the bathroom, right? And um, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding rude, but I'm just gonna say it, right? So she was probably the only girl there that wasn't halfway decent looking. You know, like she was overweight. Wasn't nobody talking to her, you know, and like we had some funny looking brothers with us. So if none of them were talking to her, like that should go to show like she wasn't, you know, and and guys are drunk. So, I mean, like, let's just let's just call a spade a spade here. Right. So so she, you know, she walks by. She's probably bitter because of that. Right. Everybody else is having a good time, all her friends. And so she walks by the bathroom and she's like. um, She's like, man, one of you motherfuckers stank. Right. So (laughs) and so, you know. We don't know that Snuff was just in the bathroom, right? Like, we just kind of look, you know, we just kind of look at her. And, and, you know, I I see Snuff next to Toot, right? So he, like, leans back, right? And the girl walks. We were in the kitchen at the time. The girl walks in the kitchen. And Snuff, like, leans back. He's, like, smiling a little bit. And then he, he points at Toot behind his back, right? Like, telling the girl, like, it was Toot, right? And so she starts going in on Toot. She's like, man, you a stanky motherfucker. And... <laughs> You know, and and Toots like, what the hell? Like he starts laughing, and she's like, "Man, your bitch ass needs to 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 learn how to uh, some like just basically like just disrespecting him, right? You you got to remember, right? So I explain this: the word bitch is like an extreme no no, right? Like you don't call a man a bitch. Like when you call somebody a bitch, that means you're ready to fight. That's that's the way we looked at it. There was no there was no really no wiggle room for that because especially like, I mean, in a situation like this, like you're in front of a bunch of guys, a bunch of brothers and she just disrespected you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, bad, like, man, you bitch, you need, you stank and you know, just everything. Right. So our first thought was that toots going to fuck this girl up. <laughs> like that's, that's what we thought, you know, cause it kind of got like silent 
you know, like it got awkward and then like there was like a, you know, like even though the music was in the background over in the living room, like it was like a little bit, it was tension, right? We had, we we didn't really want to leave. So everybody kind of was like telling Toot, like, just chill, bro. Like, don't worry about it. (laughs) Like, don't do nothing. You know, like we were kind of like talking them off the ledge. Like, it's okay. Like, give her a pass. You know, like you don't need to do anything. This, this, you know, this isn't the, the place or the time, right? And so, you know, Toot just starts, he's like, okay. So Toot just starts, he just starts, you know, like making fun of her back, right? Like just talking crazy about it, right? Then now all the guys are laughing at her, you know, oh and God. she's embarrassed, you know, she's embarrassed. So he said something, and like I said, I'm, I was really drunk, so I, I can't even remember exactly what it was. But he said something to her. I think he called it a Michelin tire man or something. He said something really funny, right? <laughs> and uh, we all start laughing hard. And he's laughing. I can remember, I can remember, I remember laughing and then looking at Toot, right? While he's, while he was telling a joke. And he like leaned his head back, like to laugh because he was laughing so hard about it. And she walked up to him and slapped him in his mouth hard. Ooh. I'm talking about like, like the whole, room heard it like flush <laughs> and everybody just stopped laughing instantly like it was it was over with like there was no more laughing and we just kind of looked shocked and at that point like we had to throw our hands up like what really could we do like we stopped him from basically taking off on you you know and slapping you for calling him a bitch but now you slap him in his face like you put your hands on him there's nothing we could really do mm-hmm. and so immediately like to he you know he starts he starts whooping her right he he's putting paws on her but he wasn't like punching her though like i think he slapped her back and then he like grabbed her and was like slamming her around the um uh slamming her around like the kitchen you know like slamming her on the ground he wasn't trying to put his fists on her you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. he he was doing her that favor but he was definitely showing her like you know and so um during this process Here's how crazy this is, right? Unbeknownst to everybody in the room, right? Toot drops the gun. And he had our nine on him. He had the Ruger on him. And nobody heard it drop. Nobody noticed it. Right. And so when this is going on, the other girls obviously hear it in the room. And then people downstairs hear it. And so people start coming up. You know, the girls start coming to the room. And they just start kicking everybody out. Everybody get the fuck out. It's time to go. You know, and they're kicking everybody out. And, um, you know, it sucks, right, for the guys. Because there was, like, some guys that were already, like, huddled up with girls. Like, you know, like, kissing girls. And, you know, these guys are, like, in, in rooms. And, you know, so they're getting the they're getting the, 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 the rude awakening that it's time to go. You know what <laughs> I mean? And, and the funnier part is that these girls that were once, like, just, you know, kissing and making out. And, you know, who knows what else. You know what I'm saying? Now they're all of a sudden, like. They turned on them. They turned on all the guys and they're like, get your bitch ass out. You know what I'm talking? They're talking crazy, right? And and they're kind of like, like, not like an actual like uh assault on the brothers, right? Yet, right? They're, they're but they're kind of like, you know, like kind of like slapping guys on the on the back, like, get out, get out, you know, like they're still trying to be like a little bit physical. And so we're just like, all right, you know, we're leaving, like, don't worry, like, let us gather everybody up. So we're getting everybody, we're getting like, let's go, let's go. We're getting everybody out of there. And now, now mind you, we had been drinking. It's, it's probably like two in the morning 
you know, uh, so it, it's it's late, two thirty, and and you know everybody's drunk. I remember I was on the back, <laughs> I was on the front porch, right. I'm waiting for everybody to come out. And, like there's a couple guys out there, and my brother's coming. Like I hear my brother, he I hear my brother telling somebody, "Don't hit me." Like don't don't hit me, I'm 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 leaving. We're leaving, and uh, he's like, I, and now I see him coming to the door, and he's backing up out of the house, like facing this broad. I say broad because that's what she was at this time. She was she was vicious, right? And and so he's like, listen, don't hit me. I'm telling you, don't hit me. You're gonna regret it, right? And as soon as he steps out the door, she takes off and swings on him. You know, and he like kind of blocks it because he, he he figured she was going to hit him. Right. But she still got him a little bit. And like he just grabbed her up by her shirt. Right. He grabs her up. You know what I'm saying? Her friend comes and swings on Tim. Right. And so he like slips it. He slips the punch and like trips her and she falls on the steps. Right. So so I'm standing there watching this whole thing transpire. Right. And I'm I'm still I'm I'm drunk, but I'm I'm like trying to not I'm trying to not pay attention. I'm trying to get everybody out of there. But now that shit was the funniest thing to me, right? That she just fell on the steps. It's like three, three, four steps, right? It's like the outside porch. So I jumped on the bottom step. I'm laughing at her face, right? I'm laughing at her because, you know, they're trying to assault my brother. You know what I mean? So I'm laughing at her. And behind me, somebody comes and pushes me, right? So I kind of like, I stumble, you know, I'm a little drunk. And, mm-hmm. and it's a different girl, right? And so my brother ended up leaving that girl alone. He went back in the house and he's trying to get everybody to come out. So this girl that just pushed me, right, I, I, I like turn around and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? And she's like in my face. She's drunk, right? She's mm-hmm. drunk. She's like, she's like yelling, like almost like spit coming out of her mouth in my face. And I'm like, back up. I'm like, back the hell up. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, listen, if you don't get in my face, you're going to, you're going to regret it. You know what I mean? I give her the same spiel my brother just gave the other girl, <laughs> right? She's in my face. I don't care. And, you know, we're outside. We're outside. And, and, and this is like a decent neighborhood at this time, right? This is like right off of Oklahoma. And it's, it's you know, it's 2.30 in the morning. So I imagine there has to be like somebody that's going to call the cops. Like it was it was too loud. And she's in my face. And she's like, she's like, uh, she tries to slap me, right? And I slip it. And I grab her arm. And I'm like, listen. I'm like, if you try something like that again, I'm going to I'm gonna mess you up. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> right? And right at that time, two comes out the house and he's like, you know, he catches my attention now. So like this girl's in my peripheral still. Right. But I'm looking at two. He's like, brother, he's like, I lost a gun. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like the Ruger's missing, bro. And I'm like, what the hell? So that's why everybody wasn't coming out the house because they were in the house looking for the Ruger. The funny part is there was like one dude there that wasn't a king. And I don't even know who invited him, but like, I think he, I had this conversation the other day. I think I thought he was trying to like sell a dog that he had. Like he was, he was trying to sell a dog that he had, but he was like a neutral, like a neutron guy. He wasn't no gang or nothing like that. But our first thought is the only other guy that's not a king is there. Check him. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, man, go, go check that dude. Go check that dude. And so they go, they go in the house. Right. And they, they, you know, they sweat him. They run up on him. Hey, you, he's like, he's like, man, I swear to God, I ain't got your gun. And now while they're doing that simultaneously, right? I'm, I still got this crazy drunk lady in my face, <laughs> screaming in my face, you know, out the side of my peripheral. Right. And so I had let her arm go and I pushed her, you know, I pushed her back. She comes at me and just, she's trying to swing 
you know, she's trying to swing as hard as she can. And I literally like just ducked to the side a little bit and I gave her a, I gave her a stiff one. Right. And, and I connected good. I connected good on her. And like, she, she fell out. I'm talking about, she was out immediately. Right. So I just walked away. I walked away from that. She was on, she was on the grass. I walked away. I was like, all right, she's taken care of. Let me go find out what's going on. Right. So I go. And then by that time, everybody, it's funny. Cause I like open up the screen door and there's like six, seven brothers coming out. That guy is coming out with him. So I'm like, damn, maybe he had it or whatever. He comes out and he was like, her. <laughs> he points at the girl on the grass. And he's like, the one that he just knocked out, she's got the gun. And I was like, what? Sure enough, Fro comes over to her, right? And like, you know, she's had like a like a windbreaker coat on and like lifts her like her windbreaker and she's got her gun on her waist. She's got her gun right there. Wow, dude, she's you're laying. pretty lucky. Like, yeah, if she would have yeah, done she... something stupid, man. Yeah, could ended up shot. Well, the good thing about that gun, right, is if she would have pulled it out on me, because it was our gun and I knew how we used it, I would have just took it out of her hand. Because one, we always kept it on safety, and two, we never kept the bullet in the chamber. So unless she would have had, I guess the the wherewithal to put one in the chamber as soon as she grabbed a gun, she wouldn't have known that there wasn't a gun. There wasn't a bullet in the chamber. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, so as soon as she would have pulled it out of me, I would have grabbed it from her and laughed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, if she would have had the smarts to, you know, go and put one in a chamber and have it off safety, then yeah, you're right. It could have been over with for me. It, surprisingly, like she didn't even try to pull it out on me. You know, like that was what was crazy. And she would rather, she'd rather try to, you know, punch me or whatever she was trying to do. So yeah, man, we ended up we ended up grabbing a gun, and and the the you know finally the brothers are all you know they're all filing out the house. Shortly after them are all the the girls, and they're coming out and they're cussing us out all the way down the block. We're just walking down the block. There's you know ten, twelve of us. We're just walking ten, twelve yeah, ten, twelve gang members just skipping along the block. You know what I mean? At two thirty in the morning, no problem. And and we're walking right back to my house. Man, we we walked. We're walking through people's gangways. People are coming out. You know, we're like, cause we're loud. You know, there's twelve of us. Like we're loud. We're laughing. You know, we're joking. Tooth's telling us a story. You know, telling us what happened. He's telling everybody that wasn't up there. You know, everybody's asking me what happened. Why is this girl knocked out on the grass? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I got to explain that. And so we end up getting back to my house. You know, we still have more alcohol, right? So the party goes on, and. uh so we keep drinking, we keep drinking. And it's like, it's like, uh, I probably say it's probably like seven or seven thirty eight in the morning by this time. And there's, there's a few of us left, right? Stragglers, the, the soldiers, right? The ones that can handle it. <laughs> and you know, this guy's passed out all over the basement and it was like me, snuff, Tim, to Mondi. Yeah. Mondi had, it had to have been Mondi. I'm pretty sure it was Mondi. And that's the thing about these nights, man, is like these nights, right, it, these party nights, like nine times out of ten, like, yeah, you're hanging out with everybody. Like everybody's, you know, the camaraderie is 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 really strong. Like everybody's united. But at the same time, there's pockets of the night where you just kind of disappear with certain guys, you know, where you're just hanging out with this guy or hanging out with that guy. And, and the night ends up becoming epic because of. You, the, you know, how you guys spent the night together. You know, like I said, I was an equal opportunist. 
So I like to party with everybody. So I kind of like, I would hang out in a, in, a, in a circle and then go and then be in another circle and then go in and be in another circle. And I mean, that's just how I, that's how I like to do it. Right. So, um, that's why I, Mondi being there that night was, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely foggy, but, but anyways, oh, pain was there too. Right. Pain's still up. And so mm-hmm. we get the bright idea. Let's go to McDonald's. Right. It's, it's early in the morning. Like everybody's hungry now. The alcohol is gone. Party's over with. This is what we do. Let's go find something to eat. Right. So ironically, McDonald's was like right down the block from the house. We just came from where the party was at. So we had to walk back over there. Right. So we're walking over there. And now there's probably not as many of us, but we're walking over there and we're cutting through gangways. It's early in the morning. You know, we're loud. We're laughing. Me and Mondi, we start, I mean, me and Toot, we start like, uh, <clears throat> we start like, you know, just vandalizing different, different backyards. And, and I don't know, this must've been a thing because I think I've said this, I think I've said this before in a story. Um, we grabbed like, um, two of those wiki sticks, the, the mosquito repellent wiki sticks. And, and we just grab them out of the ground out of somebody's backyard, you know, just being funny. And we're like playing with them, you know, and the guy comes out. Right. He's like some it looked like a Marine, like a Marine white guy, you know, what I'm saying like had the the uh, the flat top, you know, it was gray. But but you could tell like this dude was like still, you know, he was still active and mm-hmm. he comes out and. Uh, we're already a few houses down, though, like in the alley and but we don't see him at first. All we see is like a husky come running into the alley and. That's an issue. Like nobody likes to get bit by a dog. So we're like, oh shit, like damn, there's a dog right there. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out behind the dog and he's yelling at us, right? And we, so we take off running, right? We're gone. We're laughing. We're flipping them off. Ah, you know, see, we're, we, we take off, right? And we get to, we get to like by, um, now we're in different, like different groups of guys walking. I don't even remember who I was walking with. I think I was walking with like Tim and Payne and like Snuff and Toot were walking together, maybe Mondi. And so, uh, so we get into McDonald's and, and, um, we're ordering, oh, Lawrence was there too. And we're ordering food and we look and snuff is like across the street. It's Oklahoma's right there. And he's like across the street. I think he was, and he was by himself. Yeah. By this time he was by himself. So I don't know why snuff was walking by himself, but by this time he's by himself and we see like a red, like an expedition pull up fast. Right. And they pull up, he pulls up so fast and stops. Right. Like right by the McDonald's that the Husky in the front seat, like, like hits his face on the windshield. Right. And we're like, <laughs> we're seeing this all in real time. Right. We're like, what the hell? And the dude's like talking to snuff though. So he's talking, looking away from us and we're like seeing him. So now we like, we think it's an issue. Like, is this dude going to go and try to fight snuff? Because even though, yeah, people say one-on-one, you know, the rule one King moves, all Kings move. Right. So if something's going to happen, this dude's going to get beat down in broad daylight here on Oklahoma street. That's what we're thinking. So he gets out the he gets out his truck, right? He parks it and snuffs like kind of like walking towards him. And he's got like a big, huge, like ratchet wrench in his hand. Like he was ready to go, right? He was gonna inflict some damage with that though. I ain't gonna lie. Like that was that was a we would have had to get up on him in order to get that out of his hand. Snuff's like, man, listen, man, you're taking it personal. He's like, man, we just walking, man. We ain't trying to he was like, man, do I go through your shit? Do I go through your shit? <laughs> so he's like, man, he's talking crazy to us, right? Or he's talking crazy to Snuff, and we walk up like, "What's going on?" Snuff's like, "Man, don't worry about it, man." He's like, "Oh man," he's like, "Just leave him alone." And so, so the dude, he, he's like, he's like, he's like, "All right, whatever." He gets in his truck and he takes off, and that's kind of that's that was kind of like we asked Snuff, like, "Man, why?" Snuff's like, "Man, leave the dude alone." He's an old dude, right? 
And so that's kind of how the night like came to an end, man. Just, just constant. It never stops. Like no matter where we're at, man, like trouble seems to find us, you know what I mean? Or we seem to find it. And like, that was just kind of how it went, man. We went from partying from all time high, right? Everybody's hanging out to now we're in a scrap with a bunch of women, you know, a bunch of girls, like we're fighting. And then now we got some old like Marine guy chasing us down with a wrench looking to take our heads off, man. And, and all we wanted was some McDonald's at that time. And so like, that's, that's how it goes, man. You just, you, one thing turns into another. Yeah. It's, it's like the night never really ends, man, until you're in the house going to sleep, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I was really, really sure that this story was going to end up with you going to McDonald's and running into these girls again. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that's where I, I thought it was headed. <laughs> that would have been worse. That would have been, <laughs> been way worse. But I mean, listen, you know, it's funny. I think about these, I think about like times like this, man. And um, even like related to just like, to like us as a group and like how we moved together the things that we did, like even when it came to the street and like, you know, what's funny is like, I, I got a question and this is regarding what I'm talking about right now. I got a question the other day and asked me like, how do I, how did we prepare to like, it, it's, it's, it, it's kind of off topic, but it's, how do we prepare to like go put in work? And I'll bring it full circle what I'm talking about. You know, there was really no major preparation a lot of the time, right? Like besides your basic stuff, like gloves and, you know, cleaning bullets and stuff like that. Right. But one thing that was really common, man, I think a lot of people can relate to this, bro. Like we loved music and, mm -hmm. you know, music defined eras for us. Like there was different eras of us growing and, and hanging out together and different kinds of music define that era. Yeah, you, nobody ever wants to blame music for for violence and stuff like that. Like it's like a it's a touch and go because it's an art, right? Music's an art. But in all reality, man, like some of the music that we used to used to make us want to go shoot people. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what nobody <laughs> says. And I bring that up because it was funny, right? Like I think about it, like uh, like spinning it back to the party, and even talking about like pain dancing, right? And I I, I just remember this fact right now, like the the women in that house right like they they obviously they were like giving play to some of the guys there and whatever and and you know like they were they were talking to them but i think about it like this was like a woman empowerment party if i think about it because they were like playing this song you probably never heard it and and but it was like a really really famous song for girls and it was it was by this this uh this artist named kia and the song was like i don't know the name of it but it was like it was called it was like my neck my back and and it was like a, a it was a it was a woman's theme song where basically like it's like derogatory towards men you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying and i think about it like they were playing it on repeat for like an hour <laughs> while we were there and i never put it together right and pain was even dancing to it that was a funny part but but so i mean it just goes to show right like bringing a full circle like music it defines errors man it, and it brings it brings people to a certain place you know, like I could play a song right now and I could tell you exactly what era it was for us. You know, maybe, you know, maybe at some point we could look into that. I don't know. You know, we kind of teased, you know, the YouTube thing. Maybe YouTube isn't so stringent on, on what you can actually play as far as music and all that, because I've heard music on YouTube. But but my point is that. Like I could I could listen to a song, bro, and I could remember 
where the you know one of the first times I heard it, and then where it was like predominantly pay, played. You know, like even houses and hangouts, and and you know, it's just crazy because that element really plays a role. It really played a role in our life. And like I'm a music guy, like I love music, and I and I got a wide range from one spectrum to the other. You know, there's not much that I don't listen to, with the exception of like Bach or you know some like <laughs> something like that, like pianist or something like that. You know, and um, I listen to it all, right? And so I just think about it like music puts you in different, it puts you in different vibes, and um, and even it could correlate to today, man. You got all these, you know, all these rappers nowadays that are getting killed. You know, it's probably not because of their lyrics. They're actually getting indicted because of their lyrics. But but it just goes to show, like, you know, you, you manifest that kind of behavior and then you want to try to still be in the street. These are the type of things that happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And like with us, man, we were kind of we use music to to bond. It's crazy, man. And, um, uh, you know, I don't know. Were you guys like that? Were you and your friends oh, yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, so I... I going to venture a guess that me and my friends listen to polar opposite music of you but yeah totally like like we were known for being the people that listened to nine inch nails so mm-hmm. so like yeah it, we totally were in that realm of and and still to this day if i listen to a certain song it'll take me back to a certain point in my life and i'll totally it'll feel like almost like i'm back there when i listen right to the song. exactly Exactly. Was, yeah. You know, it was just so important at that point in your life that it just kind of pulls you right back there. Yeah, so, it's weird. I mean, and music can like literally give you chills. You know, yeah, like oh, I, yeah. I'll hear I'll I'll hear lyrics and it'll like give me chills, or I'll hear a song that I haven't heard in a long, long time that, like you said, takes you back. Yeah, it'll give you like chills. And yeah, I wasn't ever a Nine Inch Nails guys. You know, I mean, on on a side topic here, I wasn't ever a Nine Inch Nails guy. But the funny part is, I like rock. I love rock, mm-hmm. but I didn't start having a greater appreciation for it until I was like in prison, you know, until I was locked up. Like once I turned like, you know, in my, in my twenties, you know, because like, I remember a lot of the stuff growing up, you know, that like I would hear around, like even my dad would listen to, my dad was, was really, really into like, you know, not, not like, uh, metal. He was kind of like the hair bands, I guess. But but he still listened to like, you know, other stuff, Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that, that obviously had a big role in my life. And I like I love that kind of music. But there was other music that I wasn't really fond of that I ended up being fond of, like Nirvana and, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, Pearl Jam. I ended up liking that later on in life. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I was more of a freestyle and, and hip hop and R&B kind of guy when I was when I was younger. But now it's like. I got so much damn music, <clears throat> but yeah. So I, I think about that, man. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's funny how humans work like that, right? Like you could, and, and it, it just, it, it's like relevant with every genre, you know, same thing. Like I'm sure people still listen to R and B music and, and try to try to get freaky to it. Right. Like, I'm sure that's probably still a thing, you know, people I would, listen to, go ahead. I would really love to know if, like what you're talking about with the music, like I have this, you have this, but does everybody have this? Or is it just that music was really important to the two of us? You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah we may know, have listened to completely different music, but 
but it obviously whatever music we listen to touched us in the same way and i wonder if everybody has that with a certain type of music or if that's just people that really are into music you know i'd be i'd be willing to guess that it's probably at least 90% of people man 85 90% of people that really really like hold music close to their you know like i'm pretty sure man because you know, almost everybody I talk to are like music people, you know, in some mm. form or fashion, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and that's, you know, that it's, you know, even like my wife, she loves music, you know, all, all the people, my friends I still talk to, they love music. And, and the, the crazy thing is that the catalogs never end, so to speak, right? Like it just keeps going and going and going. Like there's yeah. so much music from, you know, our generation of growing up to now and like, even trying to catch up. I mean, I'm still in a time warp. Like anybody that listens to my playlist nine times out of ten, be like, "Man, like this dude's still in 2000 to 2005." Like, <laughs> that's, that's, don't feel that's bad. Man. <laughs> You're at that age where that just happens. <laughs> yeah, and, and the crazy part is like the music I listened to from 2000 to 2005. Yeah, a lot of it was relevant at the time, but I was also listening to music from the 90s. You know, like I grew up to Tupac and Nas and Biggie and all that stuff. Like so, like it, for us, it was just a progression. You know, yeah, we listened to that stuff, but then we progressed into, you know, Jadakiss and, and, you know, like more relevant, like three, six mafia. That's why I said like, like really, really like, like strong, like strong, I guess, how would you say it? Like, I think it's called drill music right now. I have never heard three, that six, term. Yeah. So I think that's the term, but for us, it was crunk music. That's what it was called, which was basically like three, six mafia. Um, They were huge. They were huge for us. Project Pat Solo, uh, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, let me see. Lil John and Eastside Boys. That was another one. You can't tell me you could listen to Lil John and Eastside Boys and not want to go fight somebody, man. <laughs> like you just can't do it. Um, you, you just can't do it. So I just I got an appreciation for 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 music. I think a lot of people do, bro. I really do. I think a lot of people do. I would I would love to know the stats on it because like it's just it it is fascinating to me because you don't know if it's just something that has touched you in a way and you don't know or if you don't know if does it touch everybody in that way I don't know so it is yeah. an interesting thing you know yeah. I want to circle back to this. we kind of, I was about to say yeah. we kind of veered off but did you have questions about the party I, I do want to add I well I kind of want you just a bit to reflect back on this in this whole story you just told. It all started from somebody dropping a huge deuce in the toilet. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, there's people getting punched out. There's guns getting stolen and all because somebody took a big shit. I mean, that's just crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, when you, when you break it all down, like, like, that's what it all comes down to. And it's just the craziest story because of that. Did... That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so did you ever see any of these people again? Did you ever have a re uh, a run in with any of these people after this? No, that's and you know what's crazy is that um, you would think I would because, like I said, they lived right down the block from us. But yeah, I think, like, like I think that's the um, that's the that's the cool part about about uh. <laughs> Like the South Side, man. Like you, you're gonna, you, you might. It's small, but you might meet somebody you never met before, and 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 
and we'll never see him again <laughs> and never see him again yeah and mm-hmm. and that that was the craziest it's the craziest thing because it definitely it definitely happened that way i never seen that i never seen none of those girls again and if they're they're probably listening you know at some point they're gonna listen to this and be like damn that was them dirt bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just hope one of them is listening to this podcast. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do, I do. I, or somebody that listens knows one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, just to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my own transgressions, as well as everybody else. And we would but, love to have you on the podcast to tell us your side of the story. Yeah. But being you know, fair, man, being fair, we were being attacked. Like it was, it they were they were ready to do a full on assault. Like it wasn't like they were, you know, we weren't going quietly into the night. Like once the big girl got thrown around the, the kitchen a little bit, they were coming for blood. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we it, weren't fully to blame. And and I mean, there are going to be people that don't agree with this at all. But the way you told the story, it does sound like there was a lot of restraint on you guys as end like from other stories i've heard there's a lot there was a lot more restraint with this one than there was than there might typically have been like this would have gotten out of control a lot faster if it had been a room full of guys basically oh for sure you yeah know, for sure like, and and listen and like you know like just 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 you know calling it as i see it right being fair um if if i'm just a spectator here right we were restraining ourselves because we literally didn't want to leave you know what I'm saying like <laughs> like like if i'm being honest about the situation if we had like other places to go that probably would have escalated a lot faster mm-hmm. you know we probably wouldn't have restrained to from from doing something to her when she called him a bitch because like i said like there was just there was just lines you couldn't cross with us you know you, you just and and it's not yeah it's it's easy to say now yeah you don't do this and you don't do that and you don't do this but there was just a way that we were that we didn't compromise for anybody um, right and I think like a lot of people would say that like you just don't do that but it, it it's you also have to look at it from the perspective of your mindset at the time you know and the mindset was very different like there was never a point in my life would I where I would have ever punched somebody. But right. it was very different, you know, like the way you were raised, the way what you were around your whole life made your mentality very different. And I think people would do a lot a lot of good if they took a time to reflect and just not looked at it from their perspective of what they would do, but try to put it in the perspective of what that person where that person is at and what their mindset is. And you can right. understand things a lot better. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, l- I actually learned this this uh, this word the other day. It's nihilistic. Nihilistic is basically where you know you feel like you you know there's no there's no purpose in life. You know what I mean? Like, and and I think that's how we were. Like, even though our purpose was the Latin Kings, like I, I mean, there was no there was no um, <clears throat> there was no rules. There was no boundaries when it came mm. to what we could and couldn't do. You see what I'm saying? So <clears throat> there was never like a, a moment for reflection to be like. Hey, maybe we shouldn't get into fights with girls, you know, like, and the reason why is because you have to understand girls were in this lifestyle as well, Mm -hmm. you know, like literally in this lifestyle as well, not just at parties hanging out. I'm talking about like girls would, would, you know, they would be complicit 
you know, and, and, you know, people don't want to hear it, but that's the reality, man. Like when you're involved in this game, everything that applies to a guy in this game, it applies to a girl. Like, that's just, that's just the way it was, man. I can't say it's the same way now, but that's the way it was, you know, and women were okay with that, man. Like they knew what they were getting into. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've been in many situations where, um, I've seen like women who, let me give you an example, right? I remember one time we got raided and, um, this is kind of a nasty story, but we got raided and we had like an ounce of dope in our house. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm shitting my pants. I'm like, dude, we're done. Dog. You know, cause it's all bagged up. We got an ounce of crack, crack cocaine. Right. That's what I call mm-hmm. dope. Some people say that's heroin. I don't know. When I was growing up, dope was crack. But anyways, so I'm like scrambling, man. I started like, like I grabbed some of it and I was like, um, I was like hiding it in the pants pockets because for some reason, my mom, like we always used to have like a table with just like random clothes folding on it. I don't know. It was it was the weirdest thing. My mom, you know, we had like a bunch of just random stuff. And it was probably clothes we were never going to wear, right? Like it was just there. And so I'm like scrambling, like trying to put the, I'm putting like some dope in the, you know, in the pockets. And this girl, right? I'll never forget it. She was actually seeing my older brother, not Tim, my older brother, Joe. And she's like, she's like, let me see it. Give it to me. Give it to me. And she grabs it. And she puts it whoop, right in her little private place, man. <laughs> and, you know, they came in there. They uh, they searched. They didn't find nothing. And they left. And, and uh, she pulled that out of there. You know, she cleaned it off. And, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, and we had a – but so I'm saying, like, women are complicit during part of this. Life. And, you know, she, she benefited from it, right? Like, guys, you know, looked out for her. Like, man, cool, good looking. And that that's just that's just how it goes. Goes down the line, man. Like you know, I, I I'll, I'll I'll tell another brief one, right? So we had a we had a another girl that was really really cool, man. Her name was Crystal, right? She was good people. Like she just she was like she was she I think she was kind of like Champ's cousin or you know play cousin, you know one of them. Like she grew up around that family, so she was kind of like her cousin, but not blood type thing, right? So she was always around the brothers, man. And whenever she had a house, she would always let the brothers come over. So her house was always like, you know, one of the main hubs. And that's why I said, man, like I, these stories are like so endless, Eric. Like we're going to be old and gray still talking about these stories. (laughs) And uh, so anyways, you know, Crystal to, 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 to kind of go back to what I was saying in previous episodes about expectation versus experience, I think her expectation about being around us was a little different than what she ended up experiencing, you know? And uh, like I said, man, once she, she started being around the guys, like she was willing to do whatever for us, right? Like she was cool, man. She was, she was always hanging out and she ended up, she was even seeing one of the, one of the older brothers. She used to be with Dre. Right. And then she stopped being with him and she was kind of with two right at this time. And so the reason why I say that's relevant is because when Crystal was first around, she was around all the guys. And now you got to remember all the guys, as per all my stories, all the guys weren't with the kind of violence that we were. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
when I say we, I mean that tight nip, that tight knit group I always talk about. You know, me, Tim, Toot, and Snuff, and Benny, and you know, Mondi to some extent. Um, she she wasn't like necessarily always around us. Well, when she started talking to Toot, she was always around us. So that's when things changed for her. She started seeing how violent we really were. And uh, this is another person who got dragged in farther than she should have, right? Even just being being friendly with us and hanging out, that's one thing, you know? But we started, like, using her car to do shootings. And, oh, wow. you know, it just, it, it progressed really fast, man, really fast. And, you know, aside from, like, us being at her house holding meetings and storing guns and drugs in her house, like, okay, like, she probably should have drew the line right there, right? But now, yeah, like, probably, you know, now, yeah. Now, like, she's driving, she's letting guys drive around. Guys, guys are shooting out her car. Well, here's where it, it goes even further, and this is why I say, man, like, I don't want people to get the idea like we were just involved with a bunch of innocent little girls corrupting them. Like, yeah, we corrupted them, but they were not innocent. You know, mm-hmm. they were involved in these kind of lifestyles, and so this is where she took her own step. She wanted to come with on those drives, you know. Wow. She wanted to start being with the guys. And she was with Toot for one one time, man. Toot, I think it was like Toot and a couple other brothers, like Mike and maybe one other brother. And, <clears throat> and he seen this Spanish Cobra on, on 12th and I think, I don't know if it's 12th or, or 11th and Arthur driving on his bike. <clears throat> Toot was, was, uh, he was one of those guys, man. You know, he was one of those guys. Like a, a you know, a lot of a lot of people think they're cut out to do what we were actually doing, and Toot would humble a lot of people because I mean, you want to talk about somebody that was, you know, and he changed his life now, man. It's crazy. He changed his life all the way around. But I'm telling you, this dude was stone cold, man. And uh, I say that because I don't want there to be a bunch of shock and awe when I explain the rest of the story. But it, it it is shocking and, and it does have a lot of awe. And so the guy's driving down, right? I, I, you know, let's just let's just say it was Arthur, and he's on his bike, and so they're in the car, and so the way Toot had her stop was basically that he was driving directly into Toot's because Toot's in the passenger seat. He's driving directly into Toot's passenger seat door. You know, like that's how that's how he had her stop in the street. And this dude's driving up. He don't even know what's about to happen. And as soon as he gets close enough, Toot just pulls out his gun and lights him up. You know? I mean, I'm talking about lights him up. I mean, this dude, the irony is I ended up I ended up running into this guy in in, in Wales when I was locked up. <clears throat> and, you know, he had like a a shit bag, you know, Toot oh, had God. aired his whole his whole chest and stomach. He's lucky to be alive. But anyways, to circle to circle back to Crystal, she ends up they end up getting caught. You know, these guys were wanted. They end up getting caught. Crystal ends up getting locked up. And they just wanted her to cooperate on Toot and she didn't. To her credit, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't. She she still she ended up doing like six years. Now to be fair, if I'm calling if I'm calling it how I see it, right? Like I know what I know and I gotta expose what I what I know. You know, when she got out, she was on, she was going to be on our indictment and um, and she cooperated, you know, but nobody blamed her. 
you know, at that point, it's like, man, you went and did six years. You know, she had two kids. And I thought she was going to tell on two at that time. And she didn't. You know, she held strong. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the last part, yeah, it's a little, you know, it takes away a little bit of the, the stripes that I guess she earned. But I mean, that's the way it goes, man. That's how a lot of guys are. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I talk about the, the guy we talk about, Jay. You know, this was this was the, the, the roughest and toughest king you ever seen. That you never seen do, do nothing, but he was the roughest and toughest <laughs> yeah, king. Yeah. But for all his life, you know, and, and and I say that I say that you know, kind of tongue in cheek, because he he wasn't a pussy. Like I said, man, he was he he would he would get down. He just wasn't he wasn't he didn't evolve like we did to the to the shootings and stuff like that. But but I say that because he went the majority of his life bashing cooperators, bashing that whole with the government stuff, and now you know he's in that same chair and. He's saving his own life. And I'm not judging him for that. Obviously, you got to do what you got to do, man. I'm not. <clears throat> but it's just funny that, you know, how how you manage but, to. Uh... But you also have to remember, but there was a time. Jay would probably say the same thing about you. You were, at, at a certain point in time, you had the absolute mentality where you would never expect. Nobody would ever have expected you to cooperate. Right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean. I guess the only difference that I like to, you know what I'm saying, and it's not a justification because if I was a street guy, there is no justification. But, you know, <clears throat> Jay never had guys lining up to testify on him for homicide. You know, yeah. Jay didn't have those statements against him. You know, the indictment that he's on right now, he created himself because he wanted to be a heroin dealer. That's got nothing to do with crimes that were unsolved. You know what I'm saying? So um, there's a little bit of a difference there. And not saying that I wouldn't have cooperated because I wanted to change my life. You know, I'm not saying that Monday morning quarterback is always easy to do, but a hundred percent, you're right. I mean, when, as far as how I felt about cooperating and cooperation in general throughout my, throughout my era, you know, I definitely never wanted to be around anybody that had anything to do with cooperating. And I even, I didn't chastise my cousin. Like I, I mentioned before, my cousin cooperated on the first indictment. You know, he had four murders. I didn't chastise him, but I definitely um, ostracized him. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I never communicated with him. And his mom was like my second mom. That's how, that's how bitter I was towards that choice, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a, when you look at it, everybody, everybody has their breaking point, you know? And yeah. You know, Jay finally hit that breaking point where he just said, "Enough's enough. I I gotta, I gotta save myself now." You know. So. Yeah, breaking point is is uh, is a real thing, but also just uh, the fact that your mandatory minimum is probably twenty five years. It changes things. You know, that gut punch right there. You know, you you ain't got to see God to know that uh, that's a long time. Right. You know right. what I mean. So. But but you know. For one person, it's going to be 25 years. Maybe one person views five years as the same as what you viewed 25 years as. Yeah, I, 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 I know I what, know a few guys like that. I know yeah. a few guys that, <laughs> so, that uh, 18 months was too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody has their breaking points. Some might be two weeks. Some might be 20 years. It, it's just a big scale and wherever you fall on it. But, But in the end, I don't think there's anybody out there that eventually – wouldn't cooperate to protect themselves, you know? Yeah. You know, what's funny real quick, right? Real quick. Uh, this is funny. You just made me think of it um, by, by talking about the time frames, right? I was in Wales 
I had to come back to DT, which is the detention center, um, to get my my year extension. They they were adding a year onto my juvenile sentence, you know, for like conduct, and then I had the investigations over my head. And so um, when I got back to DT, they put me in a regular pod, and I ran into this two three named Rick. He was cool. I never had an issue with him. But I was bunked up with another douche tray named Javi, which was like, he was like one of my good friends. He's still one of my good friends. And I was bunked up with Javi. So Javi and Rick were cool. You know, they're both douche trays. I, I go to, I, I'm there. And then Rick's like, man, it's crazy. He's like, dang, man. He's like, I was just, he's like, I was just going to write Javi. And I told him, I was like, yeah, it's my celly. You know, so we're talking. And he's like, yeah, bro. He's like, I might get probation. I'm like, dang. I'm like, hopefully, bro. I'm like, well, if you come up to Wales, there's a bunch of brothers up there, you know. And he's like, man, he's like, if I go up, he's like, listen, bro, I'm done. I'm like, yeah, you're done. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to be a king no more. I'm like, what you, <laughs> like you, you're facing for probation, bro. And he's like, yeah, I, he's like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm just going to turn my life over to God. And at the time, you know, obviously now that, that has, holds a special place in my heart, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer now. But at the time, I like laughed in his face, like, all right, bro, whatever. And I just stopped talking to him the rest of the time I was there. And, and, uh, he didn't end up doing that. He got out and he still ended up being a King. And, and, uh, and I, and, and I gave him shit about it when I got out, you know? <laughs> but, but I guarantee you, I would have never did a, a single ounce of dirt with him after that, you know, like you know, you're crying about probation. We're definitely yeah. not going to go do a shooting together. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what I got, man. That's what I got. All right. Well, we can wind this one down. Um, do you have a topic for the next episode, Birdo? Let me see, man. What is what is something that's long overdue or hasn't been touched on? Let me think about it, man. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to expose. Now, I'll think about it and then uh, I'll let you know. We'll leave them all in suspense. So, uh, yes. with that. With that, we can wind this episode down. As normal, if you enjoy this podcast, please re- leave a review on your favorite podcast player, as well as reach out to us at normalizedcrime at gmail.com. And we will be back in next week with a new episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Normalized Crime. Stay tuned for the next episode.